and they don't even know it was water. <laughs> oh, oh damn it. Uh, oh, God. Just what? fuck that right up. I'm, a, I'm like a regular member of the Trump administration here, just <laughs> accidentally telling on myself. It's topical. Oh, it's a topical God. show. I don't know if you know this. Oh, We've gosh. got current events. <laughs> oh, let's talk about fucking Pride and Prejudice, please. Welcome to Podlander Drug Cast and Outlander Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Julie. That's Janine. Hey. <laughs> the, it's not funny. Everything's <laughs> terrible. Oh. Um, but we, Nancy, come on. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, listeners. Shortly before we start recording, I was explaining to Janine that the cat uh, hates when I sit in my desk chair, hates, and will, and, and, and her little claws are in, but she will like jump and bat at my arm and come up and like, I wonder what that's about. Nip at my ankle. I don't know, but she is not into my desk. Maybe she Nancy doesn't like having your back turned or something. I think that's what Jasper does with me because I was telling Allison too, like the moment. If it, if I sit down at my desk during a time which he, me and him normally interact, all of a sudden he's like, meow. And I'm mm-hmm. like, bro, we were just hanging out. Chill. <laughs> just chill. It's fine. I live here all yeah, the I'm time. I'm not going anywhere, bro. Okay, so let's do, let's do a, like a quick update so that we can get on this so that we can hear all of Janine's thoughts on the yes. first episode of Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> but like, how, how are, how are y'all, for the, for the folks at home, how are y'all doing? In a in a nutshell. Well, <laughs> enjoy this I mean, impossible task. Yeah, I mean, um, fine. <laughs> fine is about I d- my, I, yeah. yeah. I don't really have anything. I'm I fucking I fucking binge watched season six of Shit's Creek yesterday. That was nice. The whole thing? Yes, I did. Nice. Nice. I'm That's so happy gonna, for you. I'm gonna add that to my watch list after Tuesday. I'm on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shit's Creek. It was very good. You got to be prepared for two things, Janine. What's that? One, you got to give season one just a little grain of salt. I think you'll be fine. Okay. Um, but it takes a minute to be like, okay, I'm all right with you, show. It's, <laughs> they, they walk it's a fine true. line. Okay. That's, that's point one. Yeah. Two, you're not going to think, oh, this is my cry time. But you need to be prepared for unexpectedly, out of the blue, any episode of Schitt's Creek can make you absolutely sub. It is... They'll be uh, telling jokes about sex or money or sweaters, and then all of a sudden you're crying. You just have to be ready. <laughs> I, could, yeah. I, could, I could use some more spontaneous It's true. Crying. There is no preparing for it. Okay. Um, I'm into that. Well, on Tuesday, which is a couple of days from now, I'm taking GRE. That's essentially my update. I've been studying for that for three months, and I'm ready for that part of Ooh, this congratulations. process to be over. So. And then I'll cry. <laughs> The GRE phase of your quarantine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you'll be done with it on Tuesday? Yeah. Uh, well, okay. hopefully, as long as I don't bomb it, um, and I don't think I will, but um, if I bomb it, I'll take it again in 21 days. But then, otherwise, yeah. Then it's just, you know, um, I don't know what the next, spontaneous crying phase of the <laughs> mm-hmm. pandemic. Mm-hmm. Part two, I guess, because that's already happened a little bit. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that we're all in... This phase together. Yes. Oh, mm. shit. I meant to take one. I meant Go. to take a gummy. Uh, uh, deuces, y'all. I'll be right yeah. back. Okay, that's totally fine. Um, I can't. I have to do a mock test. Stoned cast. <laughs> um, uh, what's my update? Julie will have already heard it all, so it's totally fine. Uh, outside of the cat being an asshole, um, uh, life got pretty weird in the Shoemaker Tom household. I just realized he wouldn't want me to say <laughs> his last name. Woo! 
um, in the Shoemaker Tom person household. Um, and which actually sort of Tom, that sort of works anyway. Um, so that was a lot. Um, but also my book got published. Yay. So, Hey, look what I have here. I have to return it tomorrow because I am going to put my letter inside it. But here's my library book. Here's me from the library. Um, the library is open, but so exciting. Only parts of it are open because there is still a pandemic. Yeah, this hasn't stopped. Make you nervous. No, it's just uh, you know. Usually, when there's a gap between episodes, a long gap between episodes for us, we can count on life having changed a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, life did change. It just changed very drastically, and then kind of stayed exactly the same. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're still in that valley of despair that exists. Yeah, (laughs) we stay the same. The Mm. world continues to change extremely rapidly. Yes. Oh gosh. Goodness gracious. All right. But you know what? You know we what are... doesn't change? Fucking Colin Firth being hot as balls in Amy's Pride and Prejudice. Woof. Fuck. Woof. So hot. Why you know is what? He so hot. Just, and there's a, there's a lot of hotness. There's a lot of hotness. He's so angry all the time. Is that No, it's just because he's hot? handsome as shit. He's, he's extremely handsome, handsome. But goodness, that dark. Has, wow. He has a lot of, like, the, the kind of burning eyes like oh yes like he understands something that nobody else in the room understands and that is very very hot i I can't really get any deeper than that it's just he know he knows the burning radiance of one one's eyes does create some level of attraction every time she comes upon him in like a moment when they didn't know they were going to run into each other and it's just the two of them it's sheer electricity every single time I agree with that. Yeah, I don't want to spoil things for you, Janine. Mm-hmm. Um, but Elizabeth and and Mr. Darcy, <laughs> they, they have a they have they, a connection. They kind of wait. They, so I got that right in my Maria Salt. Yes. Cool. <laughs> you know what else you got right? What's up, Susan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what, uh, Janine, you were not close on most things, but you did occasionally get the odd like. Oh, yep, that that tracks. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're here uh, kicking off our little, um, little, (laughs) our probably pretty lengthy Pride and Prejudice mini-series, spin-off series, whatever you want to call it, um, Imbibe and Prejudice, the first volume of Sauced and Austin. (laughs) I'm so proud of us still. I know. It's 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 been actual months. For us, it's been months and it's and it's still funny um so we are talking about the first episode of the bbc slash a and e miniseries version of pride and prejudice by andrew davies uh and i want to i want to kick that off before um before we begin our usual um our turn uh, around the room Mm-hmm. Um, our walk through the countryside yes uh, our, our ride on horseback mm-hmm. just in case it rains um regency Somebody right now is working on a terrible contemporary Pride and Prejudice adaptation where Mrs. Bennett says, no, you must go without a mask because then you will get coronavirus and then you will have to quarantine together. And then Jane gets coronavirus. Uh, I promise you. Somewhere, someone is doing that. And I would like to urge them. <laughs> please to, don't. No, no, no. Go ahead and keep going. Just don't ever show anyone. Do yeah. it for you. Make yourself laugh for literal hours. And then keep that shit locked up. 
Yeah, that's for yeah. you. Yeah, keep it locked up. Um, uh, anyway, I want to I want to begin before we take our turn about the room. Uh, I also have I have my basket of it's work perfect. with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I do have a, a, a light volume. Do you good for reading for reading by the fireside? Great, oh. great. Um, Don't ask me to play the piano forte though, because I'm just trash at it. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm really. Yeah, I'm very ill. My Ill-seated my piano skills are ill. Yeah. <laughs> yes, my piano skills are my pianoforte skills are very ill. Uh, and but not I'm, ill like the Beastie Boys, like ill like Jane. But you know what? <laughs> She's ill like the coronavirus. Um, I, uh, I think uh, I, I think that I was just about to walk down uh, like a line of thought that was going to arrive at Janine being the Mary of this podcast. And I just want to say that's not true. That's not true at all. No. I'm okay with it, though, because Mary, I, I see a lot of qualities in Mary that I like. Mary <laughs> is not afraid to have an opinion. Yeah. Mary is not afraid to voice her opinion. Yeah. <laughs> She's very good at being loud and wrong. Right. <laughs> but I will say I respect her fortitude and um, kind of self, like, ideology. Like, she, I don't like her. Because she's, she's the worst. Yeah, she's, but she's kind of a hard ass if you really like, want to get mean, to it. I mean, when she was sitting in that room uh, with the dance, I really felt like she was about to fucking murder somebody. Like, <laughs> she was just going to stand up and I told somebody. I told him in our text thread, he's like, she's sitting there like an assassin. And I'm like, yeah, she came to murder your joy. <laughs> oh, yeah, she sure did. <laughs> she, Mary is truly the Mrs. O'Leary's cow of Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> Good God. Um, she's, yeah. Mary is just, she's just the worst. Um, anyway, I was, mm-hmm. I, I had, this is, I like that I get to do this sometimes now um long-time listeners to the podcast will know that i never got to say shit like this and now i do uh when i interviewed andrew davies um who adapted this pride and prejudice as well as uh, many other jane austen properties and lots of other things um like storied uh british um screenwriter and television writer um i asked him (laughs) i was talking to him about sanditon and i asked him who besides him is good at jane austen adaptations and he said no one (laughs) and (laughs) i'm paraphrasing (laughs) but i was basically like so what jane austen adaptations other than yours do you think are really good it's like none of them (laughs) it's like oh okay it's like no one gets it right so Emma Thompson can take a seat. He is wrong about that. He, like Barry, is loud and wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, I'm gonna say because Sense and Sensibility would like a motherfucking yes. word, and he also adapted Sense and Sensibility. So I'm sure that his preference is based on. Yeah. This is how I did it, and this is how she did it. How very Darcy-like of him. Also, I mean, she won an Oscar for it, which yes. probably rankles a little. Um, he, he's a very nice man. I don't mean to shade Andrew Davies. I love never, this Pride and Prejudice. So. I was going to say, we can never shade the person that created this particular Pride and Prejudice. In fact, the quote of the day belongs to Neil because I was so excited to be watching it again. I was like, I know there's the new movie and I know there's all this shit, but I just got to say, and Neil interrupted me and he said, this one is your PP. <laughs> <laughs> So I that's just what I want to open with. This is definitely my PP. <laughs> oh, 
Oh. The minute it started, the minute we saw Mr. Bennett, like all of it, I was just like, yes, I can't wait for all six episodes to wash over me. And then the first commercial happened. I was a little bit bummed out. But you know what? I don't care. It's still good. Yeah. Oh, you're watching Hulu has commercials on yours. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm. I didn't. I paid for it on Amazon Prime. You know what? I might fucking pay for it too because the commercials were a little bit annoying. That's maybe why I was behind y'all a little bit too. You could also um, sign up for a trial of uh, BritBox. Ooh. Um, so listeners, it. it is on Hulu. You have to watch with commercials. As Janine said, you can buy it on Prime, which maybe you should just own it. Right. I mean, my PP. I I have to admit, I so I pay for Hulu without commercials. So mm-hmm. I watched it on Hulu without commercials. However, I do also own it on DVD. <laughs> um, and you could own it through Amazon or iTunes mm-hmm. or wherever. This you, could be your PP too. But this yes, could be it your could PP be too. your PP too. Um, you should all. We should also know that this is not Andrew Davies' only PP. We will be returning to his PP. Um, when we talk about Bridget Jones's diary someday. Oh, that's right. Um, that's a more private PP. He that adapted. I, for- I forgot that. I forgot he did yeah. that one too. Shit, yeah. boy, he's um, an Austin lover. Oh yeah, he uh, he's got he's got some Austin Austin credibility. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he also is the creator of the original House of Cards. Um, oh shit! The the British one. Don't Damn. blame him for Kevin Spacey's. It has oh, nothing no, to do no, with no. him. Yeah. Uh, he wrote a great adaptation of Bleak House, my go-to uh, title when I'm making a joke about a book. Um, Bleak House, the story of 2020. Um, Bleak House, like it just Bleak House, and then you say anything and it works. Um, he did a r- recent Les Miserables adaptation that was on Masterpiece in the U.S. Uh, he's adapted War and Peace. Um, he's that. He's that guy. Uh, Mr. Davies is busy. He is extremely busy, um, and uh, and he likes an adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, he just. He can't help himself. He knocked it out of the park on this one. For yes, sure. he sure did. And he was nominated for an Emmy for this. Um, Emma Thompson won that Emmy. Uh, not really. Um, no, <gasps> I was going to say, damn, that <laughs> would burn. Speaking of pee-pee burn. Yeah. I like it. We're, we're just going to work into the, the subtext of all of our conversations that Andrew Davis secretly hates Emma Thompson. This mm-hmm. is not me speaking it's as a journalist. Real. It's, it's not, not real. He did say that his are the only good Jane Austen adaptations. I, I think I, I think maybe after that, I'll have to, I'll check the tape and report back for the next episode. I think maybe after that, he might have said, well, okay, the Sally Hawkins persuasion isn't bad. Um, but it was definitely like, it has some merit. It was a, it was truly a Miss Bingley response. Yeah, I was going to say like, it was fucking Bingley sisters. Yes. Yeah, it was like somewhere. It was like at the intersection of Mr. Bennett and Miss Bingley. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Lady Bunny. It was a very drag kind of move. Yes, yes definitely. <laughs> um, it was. It was shade. It was. It was. It was not a baby tree. No, I was not expecting like a- anything resembling even a baby tree, but it was like definitely a tree. Did your eyebrows go up? Were you just like, whoa? Oh uh, yeah. I don't know what my face looked like, but I was definitely. I was like, I'm going to set you up to talk about how good Emma Thompson says and sensibility is. Nope. And then he went. No, I declined. <laughs> I think I shan't. <laughs> um, I daren't. Um, so yeah, Andrew, da- you've heard it here first. Andrew Davies fucking hates Emma Thompson. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, retweets are not endorsements. I'm making this up. Yeah. Just to be really clear, don't sue me. 
that did not happen. Um, so let's do this. Yay. Okay. Let's do it. So we open up on some fucking embroidery. The title card is a little <laughs> embroidery <laughs> love, which that very clearly is something that's happening by the fireplace. Um, <laughs> and a lot of it is happening because we find out that the Bennett family has five daughters of marrying age. Five. So five. many. So many. Not just one they're trying to offload. Five. Five. Although I guess I would personally say that they have, by our standards, two daughters of marrying if they want to age. Right. Um, but no, she's definitely trying to offload it. Like, man, if she could go full seven, seven brides for seven brothers. Oh, on she would shift, without a doubt. She's been training them in their musical numbers. Unless they didn't have any money and then she would not. Because there is nobody faster at marriage money than this woman right here. Yeah. Mrs. Bennett. Can we all just have a moment? I forgot to write the actress's name down. Allison Stedman. I got you. I opened this IMDb page and I'm mostly not going to need it. Um, mm. I fucking love... Have I mentioned that I love this pee-pee? Um, <laughs> it's my pee-pee. It's, it's our pee-pee. It is our pee-pee. <laughs> I fucking love her so much. Pee-pee. She might be the best actor in here oh i don't know about that but she uh, is i will the best 100, mrs bennett the best mrs bennett and i have oh. given this a lot of thought julie and i both have longtime listeners will know that we like to get drunk and do brackets of things um at the bar <laughs> those were the yep. days remember mm-hmm. that remember uh, bars we, we once had a conversation oh. with neil that lasted i'm gonna guess five hours and it was just and it started with us making a bracket of the greatest character actors and mm-hmm. then having to stop to determine what a character actor actually was, then go through <laughs> every great actor we could think of to determine whether or not they were a character actor. And then we went back to the bracket. And at some point I went home and went to sleep. And then we talked about it again on another occasion. Mm-hmm. And that is a Tuesday in Chicago with us pre pandemic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. That the pre-pandemic, that is definitely what it was like. Oh, uh, point being, she Julie did, and she I belongs. Julie, yeah. she does belong. And Julie and I have had long conversations about various versions of Pride and Prejudice, and who amongst the many people who've played the roles are great and sh- for sure, like no contest. Mm-hmm. Is she supposed to be super annoying? Yes. yes. Okay, then she did a great job. <laughs> every time she showed up, I was just like, oh god, no. She no, is no, supposed no, no. to be oh. oblivious. Yeah. And very focused on money because she's worried about her daughters. Yeah. Because the money in their family will not pass to the daughters. It's going to pass to Mr. Collins, who you haven't met yet. Oh, I'm <laughs> That's excited a for you to meet fucking Mr. delight. Okay. But all five of those girls are left high and dry. So the only hope they have is to marry. So their mother is very clearly obsessed with trying to get them to marry well. And she combines that with that obliviousness. She is like if Lydia, as you will watch the youngest daughter, Lydia, as you watch her grow up, she's like if Lydia was an older woman. Ooh. Yeah. With, Ooh. with like raging hypochondria mm-hmm. that's like definitely linked to her need for attention. And also like the perfect storm, perfect storm of extremely freaked out about our problems um, and really enjoying that. Yes. So no time to actually solve them. The book makes this clearer. Some you're gonna have to read this. I hope you know, Janine. You're just gonna have to read this book eventually. Because really, my PP is Jane Austen's PP. You're right. My PP is Jane Austen's PP too. 
it's and it's just it's a really good read you're gonna have to read it um but the book makes the book makes very clear um that mrs bennett is is has very good reasons to be worried and is basically the worst in every way Mm -hmm. um and and jane does not let her off the hook at all uh she also has no filter um bad taste um yeah a, a loud ass mouth yeah. Um, a short memory. Um, and she's not very smart. So, like, this yeah. was the first time I ever watched it. And I saw uh, very early on Mr. Bennett say something that I realized maybe he had. Uh, he said something about maybe some people want a dumb wife. Yeah. Did you see that? And his look at her when he said that, I was like, ooh fucking savage yeah. yeah like she will never understand that that was meant for her and he has been married to her for all this time and is very patient but i think you know it took him maybe a year or two to realize that it wasn't all it was cracked up to be up here and i gotta agree she is a stunning actress she yeah is, she's, she's so good so at like, good like she's given me all of those impressions in one episode <laughs> oh yeah and that's that's a lot to do i think so and wow. she's so funny yeah. She so manages funny. to make it funny, you know, because there she there has to be something a little bit um, not approachable, but something that you empathize with mm-hmm. for in order for you to find that character funny. And she walks that line like perfectly. Yeah. She's just great. Yes. And what's her name again? Allison Stedman. All right, Allison, Allison Stedman, Stedman, you're a real one. Thank yeah. you. Good job. Holy hell. Respect. Holy um, hell. I'm not so, looking forward to watching you more because you're so good at it. So <laughs> you also met our five Bennett sisters who are not Mary. Um, what do we think about the non-Marys? The only time that the Bennett sisters have ever been described as the non-Marys, um, because usually it's just like, there are only four Bennett sisters, right? Oh, right, I forgot about Mary. At their peril, they forgot about Mary, who's hiding in the background waiting to kill their fucking joy. Well, that's, that's you know, we... Soul vampire. About something she, about her. An energy vampire. She is an energy vampire. <laughs> she is an energy vampire. She definitely is. If you haven't watched What We Do in the Shadows, um, there's, a, there's a character. <laughs> the, sorry, on the TV show, there's a character who is an energy vampire, and um, you will know who he is the second you see him. And Mary is a total energy vampire. Mary is. Yeah. Uh, so we first we see Lizzie seeing that these hot young men on horseback oh scouting out the properties. Fucking what a time to be alive. Jesus. And she's, <laughs> she's all like, yay, I'm running home to tell my family that somebody was looking at the house next door. And then we're treated to all the girls screaming at each other and Mr. Bennett kind of like rolling his eyes and sighing. So you can see what 20 years of his life has been like. And I wrote down that it kind of made me feel sorry for my grandpa because he was in a house full of women, too, and we screamed at each other through the house just like that. It, was, it made me think of my granddad trying to watch TV while my sister and I were screaming at each other. Um, I, I want to briefly um, make, a, make a bold statement, yeah. which is to say in the battle of who gets the bonnet, um, I'm f- <laughs> like, I'm firmly team kitty. It was her bonnet. It was her fucking bonnet. Sure. Like, Oh, but Lydia I made it look better. It. Yeah. You touched my bonnet without permission, bitch. Lydia is literally the worst. Yeah, who's on, who's on Lydia's team on this? Nobody. One? Yeah. I, you know what? I will, I'll say this for Lydia and, um, for, uh, the young woman who is now, you know, a grown woman. Um, who plays her, whose name is Julia Sawalha. 
um, Lydia now would be fun. Mm-hmm. Now. Obnoxious, but like that friend that you have fun at the bar and mm. then you just want her to stop texting you at 2 a.m. because yes. you don't, you can't rage like that anymore. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Lydia is the college friend who's somehow still in college, even though you are an adult now. Yeah. That's Lydia. Um, but yes, Lydia is the absolute worst. <laughs> so Mrs. Ben is the worst. It's because Lydia and Mrs. Bennett are essentially kind of the same person. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They bring out the worst in each other. And then Mary is also the worst for different reasons. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, energy vampire. Energy yes. vampire. Yeah. Totally. And then Kitty is kind of like Lydia Light. Like, we, I feel like Kitty gets a little short shrift. We don't learn a lot about her. She's the jam for sure. Yeah. But but Jane and Elizabeth or Lizzie are our two main focuses for this PP. Okay. <laughs> for this tale. Yes. Yeah. Which is Which largely is true. You're gonna mm-hmm. your Jane and your Lizzie are the the big the big ones. The big mm-hmm. two. Thoughts mm-hmm. on those two fine young women. Um they're great. Mm-hmm. Uh Lizzie is a that's a beautiful actress and like I love the um uh I'm I liked when she went toe to toe with Darcy. I know we're coming to that later, but like mm-hmm. I loved that interaction. Um and Jane seems earnest. Nice. <laughs> she, she's very sweet. Yeah. That's Jane's bag is she looks pretty and she's real nice. She's just like, I just want to marry her for love. Okay. Good. Yeah, sure. Good, yeah. good, 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 good. And I feel mm-hmm. such a sense of responsibility to my family. And mm. also I caught the worst cold. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Just the worst. <laughs> just the worst call. Can you imagine? Sh- you're you're Jane Bennett, um, and it's 2020, so you don't ride the train anymore. You just can't yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you walk. Sorry, ride your horse. Ride a <laughs> scooter. The two whatever miles to your nearest neighbor. All of a sudden, there are parts of this book that I understand in a way I never had before. Um, just like. I guess I'm going to walk there. Um, uh, and you show up soaking wet. And the sisters of the dude that you just wanted to take a turn about the room with are those bitches. This okay. is what I've never understood about Jane. I get that she wants to see the best in people, but how does she not see that they are the, again, worst? This is a common theme in Austin. There are a lot of people who suck. Suck. So hard. Rich people. Why do they suck so hard? People who are not rich. People who, like, you like, but they still suck. Lots of people who suck. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how shitty would that be? Like, shitty sisters. and And how does Jane not know that they are such assholes? Speaking of the two sisters, now obviously in this Andrew Davies and my pee-pee, the uh, tall brunette that reminds me a little bit of the uh, marionette for Madam. Yes. Is, uh, <laughs> is, is Miss Bingley. Yes. So she's his sister. Now the other one, she's married to that old drunk dude. Is yes. that also Bingley's sister? Yes. But just, okay. Mrs. Hurst. Is married to Mr. Hurst. The old drunk dude. Yes. And she, I think the story there is that she married him because he had a title, but they're broke, so they're just constantly living with Mr. Bingley. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then Miss Bingley, as this ev- this episode makes very clear, has uh, the hots for Mr. Darcy. Oh, yeah. Um, is like working that angle real hard. And, it's not going to work, bud. And <laughs> not wrongly thinks the way to get him to like her is to just be a dick about everyone. I think that is a, a reasonable it is. <laughs> reasonable read. On it, is, yeah. it is. <laughs> it's like, which does not speak very well of our early Mr. Darcy. No. Um, no, he opens up real bad. I mean, real hot. Yeah, real hot, but real bad. But like, real bad. ew. Like this guy. You know, one of my favorite things Colin Firth does is you can tell whenever he's talking to... Um, to Bingley, uh, played by Crispin Bonham Glover. <laughs> Bonham Glover or Bonham Sorry, Carter? Bonham Carter. It, mm-hmm. bon- I don't know why I said Glover. Um, Crispin Glover. Oh, yes, that is totally why. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, now I'm just mourning that version. Oh, oh. my God. Can you imagine Crispin <laughs> Glover as Mr. Darcy? So weird. So oh, weird. Be, I think it would be good. I but he'd have to be too. like 20 years younger than Yes, we will never see that version. We anyway, missed it. Crispin Bottom Carter, who I think I read somewhere in one of the many things I've read about my PP, um, is, <laughs> uh, is like a distant cousin of Helena Bottom Carter's. Okay. Anyway, oh, okay. Um, yeah. So they're not close buds. Um, when he's talking to, when Darcy is talking Yo, to Oh, yes. Whenever Darcy is talking to him, you can see Colin Firth is like, I'm so serious and mean. And every mm. time that that Crispin Glover turns away. I'm, doing, I'm just keeping it now. Um, yeah. You see him go like, oh, I like him. Like, he's got a little like, I'm I'm a dick, but he's really nice. He's it's so like, nice. It's like being friends with a puppy. Like, yeah. it really is like, Colin Firth gives that energy. I think, like, that's, why, I think that's why Jane and Crispin are going to be such good, like, a match. They're oh, yeah, totally. Person. Puppies. Because oh, yeah. they are both just puppies. Golden retrievers. Earnestly like, I love you. Oh, you did something really mean, but man, I really love you. Let's smell each other's butts. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, oh, we're we are very nice. We are too nice for this world. Let's get married. Let's yeah. go. Uh, and then the book's over. And this um, is, uh, but we've also just stumbled on how Mary sustains herself for the rest of her life. She just sits in the corner eating their energy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's a lot in the room, at least at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. So sure we. Is. We're finding out that this rich dude is moving in. Obviously, Mrs. Bennett is going crazy about it. Mr. Bennett is pulling her chain, just yanking it real hard. And But then we go through a whole day in the house, and it's nice. You get to see the sisters going to sleep and everything. But then, I never noticed this before, you get to see a little scene of Mr. Bennett late at night up by himself with the ledger books. And he's upset. He is not happy about what he's seeing. He looks over and pours himself a scotch like... And then he goes to see Bingley the next morning because he knows that his wife is right. She's loud and wrong, but she's right. She's right about this. About this one thing. And so, you know, he can't, obviously he can't tell her that he does it, right? He has to sneak attack her because that's the way their marriage works. Healthy. Well, no, I think they both (laughs) like whatever each other is serving. I I think it's just something that they've gotten into a pattern and now they just do it. Like he likes to yank her chain until she fucking spins out. And then he comes in underneath and like, I don't know. You guys, it kind of reminds me of Neil. Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) But in a good way, in a good way, because he, he understands my foibles. Like he understands how to fucking talk to me. Right. Yeah. So, 
All right. So he goes and see, meets him, and now there's going to be a dance, y'all. And yeah. can we talk about how much I love fucking group dancing in old movies? Yeah. <laughs> Parlor Go dances. Yeah. I can't, I can't say how much I love it enough. In fact, I was thrilled because I forgot how long the sequence at the Red Lion was. Just old, just people in dresses moving together across a wooden floor, just forever. If you, like Julie, love a fucking parlor dance in a movie, do I have great news for you? It's like Bridget Jones's diary does not have parlor dancing. Everything else does. So every out of the, like all of them, all of them, all of them. I'm excited. All of them. Emma, parlor dancing. Persuasion, parlor dancing. Mansfield Park, parlor dancing. Northanger Abbey, parlor dancing. Parlor dancing. I got. I can't wait. It's great. I fucking love it. It's great. It the seems like the, the fact that everybody knows the same dance. Oh yeah. I don't know. I love. Well, that. it feels like the parlor dance is is like the one place where chaos could ensue because when you're like just taking a walk around the room or like in, in the drawing room or like in dinner with people, everyone's so reserved. The mm-hmm. parlor dance is where the one moment where you're just like, motherfucker, gonna say something wrong because he's drunk. Oh, I'm getting scandal. cutting loose. Scandal. Aaron. Oh, sorry, who's Aaron? Janine, you have correctly identified a serious element of all of these stories. <laughs> Way to go. Boom. Gold can star. We, Dances are like, where crazy shit happen. Can we have like, I would love it if we had like a song for like, and that is a theme of Austin. <laughs> we do now. There you go. <laughs> and that's Austin, Austin. Bam. Oh, I like that one. That's good. <laughs> um, so yes, we're at uh, at the assemblies, uh, country manners, and everyone is dancing, and Mrs. Is, Bennett is being an idiot, but Jane and Bingley are hitting it off. I have a question about a costume in this first one. Ooh, let's do this. So this is the one at the Red Lion in town, wherever that is for, from their estate. And we see... Bingley arrive in a coach with Darcy and they step out looking fine. Mm-hmm. What's the hat that they're wearing? Because it's not a tricorn, obviously. It's the one that is like the coxcomb, but it's turned sideways. Do you remember? Uh, I do. Big hat. <laughs> Regency. Big hat energy. Pointy. That's the See, it's, except it's rounded on the top. It's rounded on the top and pointed at the end. Is it like, is it facing forward or is it like? It's it's like the ones that used to face forward, but it, instead it's turned sideways. Like so like a point comes down here and a point comes down the back. Anyway, it was smoking hot. Yes. Mm. Yes. Uh, so yes, the assemblies at Meryton. Meryton. Mm-hmm. Meryton. Meryton. They show up in their hats and... The, the lace on Mrs. Hurst's gown. Not the lace. No, no. <laughs> no When he was like, do not talk about Mrs. the lace. That's it. That's it. I had enough. This is fun. <laughs> Watching you be dumb is really fun for me. But that's a, it's a bridge too Up far. Here. Not too the lace. lace. Too much lace. Too oh. much. No, never. I did like it when all three Richies walked into the room and a chill just descended on the red lion. Like, whoosh. Yeah. Everybody stopped talking. Everybody looked at Bingley, Darcy, and... Mrs. Miss Bingley, sorry. So we know that some crazy shit is about to go down, as Aaron said. But you know what's not crazy is that Bingley and Jane, as Allison just said, meet each other immediately and immediately fall in love. Game, recognize game. Was that love at first sight? Do you think that they were acting to impart love at first sight? Or was it 
because I felt like she might she might have been in love with him immediately. I think they were both primed for love. Prime, I like, saw that actress, the actress that plays Jane Bennett. I saw her in a production of Tartuffe. Oh. When I was in London, she played the main woman. She was very good, but she, she was much overshadowed by the young, hot dude with like six foot blonde dreadlocks that played Tartuffe. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know about love at first sight with that. I guess maybe they're both ready for love. Like Bingley was all like, "Hey, look, I'm in the country. Let's go find." Look how pretty she is. Yeah, look, like, like all these country ladies. Ooh, yeah, maybe that's nice. it. And then y'all, she's I, just I, like, "Oh God, I fucking want to get married." Yeah, well, sort of. Sort of, for love. But she also wants to get married for love. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. Allison, did you find something? I, th- I think it's called the Wellington. <laughs> Sweet, the Wellington hat. So it's a beaver hat made in the Wellington style. Which is like s- round and sideways. It's like a top Wait. hat with like w- like a tri-corner hat skirt on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So he shows up fucking wearing one of those and with a stank face. Yeah. His, fa- his stank face when he walks into that pub is the legendary stank face. And so we see his big problem is that he's a fucking snob, right? Totally. Which just gets borne out again and again and again. He's just a goddamn snob. And then he, like, fucking trash talks all the ladies while Lizzie can hear him. And then Lizzie's like, enough. And then that's kind of the end of the dance scene. I mean, that's really all we need to know. It's really, yeah. It's just a lot of bouncing and then Darcy being a dick. Well, so. and, and Lydia making a damn fool of herself. Yeah, Lydia oh, yeah. flirting with everybody and being kind of an idiot, which continues. Yes, which Lydia has the right to behave any way she wants to. But probably somebody should have sat her down and like, girl, get it together. You got to calm down. You're showing we your g- ass. We got to get Jane married out. Yes. We got to stop jeopardizing that. Just like chill. <laughs> then you can go to Cabo or whatever. And yeah, just like, do, do whatever. your thing. Fucking um, fire festival. Julie, I put the, I put the link to the hat. If you want to, if you want to click on the link that says beaver hat. Um, oh, well, you know that I do. I know that you, I, you know, I know you do. <laughs> um, so oh, I did have a note about the makeup on Mary. It's really good. <laughs> that's a great note, Julie. Um, I think the other thing that's important about Netherfield is not just that we learn that, that Darcy is both, is, hey, loud and wrong. I was about to say is a dick and is a loud talker, but he is quite literally loud and wrong um, about Lizzie. Because... What a dick. And you can tell the second she walks past him and is like, which, by the way, we should all be like Lizzie Bennett. If you hear somebody talking shit about you, the best response is to think it's hilarious and just walk away and tell someone. That's like definitely the best way to do it. Yes. Agreed. With a bemused face the entire time. Yes. Like somewhat surprised that somebody could be so stupid. But also kind of, it's her dad. It's Mr. Bennett. Oh, yeah. Totally. That is 100% a quality that she gets from him. Mm-hmm. Amused. Amused. Right. Amused at all times. Yes. Right. Like, I, I know I'm good looking. Like, I don't, I don't even. I mean, look at these tits. But Come on. She's she got a magnificent rack. She, really she does. does. Jennifer Eel, just nice, oh, beautiful gosh. boobs. <laughs> yeah, she does. Yes. She does. So, um, there's a moment when Mrs. Bennett 
tries to like make nice with Mr. Darcy. Mm-hmm. And he is so overwhelmed with the fact that she actually spoke to him that he can't actually process it. And he like turns towards her and he tries to give her an answer, but it's not good. And then he just walks away, like in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> just the bow of just like, yeah. yeah. Fucking love it. She turns around, he's gone. And you know what? She hates him now. Yeah. And that. As a person who's very serious anxiety issues are often perceived as rudeness. I, I feel for Darcy a little bit um, because if, but if, because if you're not good at hiding your feelings, which I think we can all agree, he's not wait until you see the look that he gives Miss Elizabeth Bennet when she is turning pages at the pianoforte in a few episodes. Ooh. <laughs> oh God. Yep. I'm just just thinking about it. Wap, wap, wap. <laughs> um, oh, he's so hot. Yes. So uh, even though he... God, I just lost my fucking train of thought again. No, he can't control his face. Yeah, okay. So, it's so he has to like clear out. Yes. Of not being able to control his face, not being very good at just like banter, right? Like mm-hmm. he's not good, he's not good at, at politeness and being a dick. It's a fatal combination of all three. So when she's like... You should dance with my daughter. I'm going to be incredibly transparent about this. You seem rich. Meet my daughter. He just goes, uh, duh, uh, boom, and walks away. Yeah, gotta go. I can't. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, what a dick. And then outside, there was uh, the groomsmen and horsemen and shit were drinking and punching and fighting and dancing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know fun. if you noticed that. Yeah, that I just good. had to slide that in there. Yeah. yeah, You can't hear them, but they're all Scottish. <laughs> they don't have any lines. <laughs> But it's definitely Rupert. Like, it's all Rupert. Five Ruperts. We kick and punch and fight, and then we kick and then we punch and fight. And then that's when Bingley fucking peer pressures Darcy and is like, come on, dance. And Darcy's like, fuck no. And then that's when Lizzie overhears him be like, there's no hot yeah. bitches here. Oh, she's tolerable. Tolerable. Yeah. But not that's handsome that enough to look. tempt me. Yeah, yeah, not handsome enough to tempt me, you fucking dick. Yeah. It is quite something. Um, Oh, and then comes the no lace, I beg you conversation where she's reliving everything. No lace. Oh my God, please. Yeah, he's just like, I can't, where, let me, where's my How many times has he heard all about the lace? Too many. Too many times. Oh, and then I have a note to insert here. Ms. Uh, Mrs. Bennett brings up how rude Mr. Darcy was and s- says something to Elizabeth. I hope you never dance with Mr. Darcy. And Elizabeth is like, no worries. I will never dance with Mr. Darcy. And then I'm like, knock, knock. It's the future. Just look right here. This is called Pemberley. <laughs> like what? Never mind. Elizabeth Bennett, this is your life. <gasps> wait, wait. Put that back up again. <laughs> yeah. What was what? 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 I'm what? sorry. Um, so, oh, it's you know what, folks. I am aggrieved to tell you that we're about to lose Janine because we got kind of a late start today. Oh, because mm-hmm. I was gonna do a whole bit about how I'm afraid I'm gonna poop my pants, so I would have been doomed in the Regency. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I have an upset stomach today. Oh no! So, so, so I. So if I had to if I had to walk all the way to Netherfield, I would probably poop my pants. Just and then I was going to ask you guys if you thought that well, <laughs> the over under on how on whether or not Lizzie stops to pee behind a tree on her Oh, one hundred percent. Three miles. It's a long Yeah, She peed. She probably peed twice. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, there's all that tea. They drink so much tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I yeah. mean, they talk about how her, her petticoat was six inches in mud. That's not all mud. You know what? Aaron is not wrong. I'm sorry. Who's Aaron? Janine is right. Love. There is pee. There is pee on that petticoat. There yeah. is definitely pee on that yeah, petticoat. Where, where do you think the mud There's came pee, from? Pee. <laughs> yeah. pee, pee. Um, well. So before you depart, Janine, yeah. uh, just encapsulate for us any other thoughts you want to share before Julie and I continue down the country path. I watching this right now, and I'm gonna, I'm going to continue having these thoughts as we go into the next five episodes. Um, but I am I I cannot watch this without thinking about the historical consequence of like the aristocracy <laughs> and like how they held out their money. And I'm like, you guys are rich and just fucking walking around and acting like assholes because you have slaves in this other fucking. I'm just I was I've been I've been like I'm I'm fighting my like weird um, historical context that's happening and like I'm trying to just enjoy the fact that these are people. Focus instead on. I mean, I know it's not, you can focus on two things at once. Sometimes. But I would say that the marriage thing and the treatment of women is yeah. really what Jane Austen is truly writing about in all of her books. Which is also like, I, I, like the fact that, I mean, don't get me wrong, like Mrs. Bennett is super annoying, but the fact that she has to do that because that's like a real concern. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like, I. Property. Man, just fucking ridiculous so mm-hmm. that's what you know making jokes about that big ass dog and fucking doing estate planning while on horseback but like <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. like that's where my brain's been going i'm just like fucking christ this fucking world is weird and yes. horrible <laughs> yeah uh oh i i will say that this is the rare piece of fiction that includes um uh a fundamentally decent billionaire Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, there is you uh, eventually you'd be like why aren't all rich people like that but it's going to take a while just so yeah. you know yeah exactly. they got to build this up Jane Austen knew what she was doing as far as building up this relationship because trust it is a it's the female gaze I'll tell you that <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay so until next time Janine until next time you guys are going to keep going right oh yep. yeah okay yeah I mean yeah. It's my PP. It's yeah, it's no, also yeah. my Don't, PP. Yeah, I'm yeah, no, of course. <laughs> um okay, well, uh have fun. You know what? Actually, real quick, one more minute, Aaron. Janine, okay, sorry. Who's what? Make a prediction. What happens <gasps> in the next oh, yeah. episode? What happens in What the do you next think episode? happens next? Oh fuck. Well, so uh Lizzie and Darcy are going to um come upon each other again, probably another at another dance, I'm assuming. Um, actually, maybe Bigsley's going to stop by the house and Darcy's going to come by because Bigsley's going to come see Jane and Darcy's going to be like, well, I guess I'll come hang out anyway. Fuck off. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then <laughs> Lizzie... <laughs> do that Mr. Darcy impression one more time. <laughs> do it again. Just one more time. I can't. I'm, I'm, it's just too real. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I got to compose myself for this because uh, I'm not doing it. I guess I'm going to come hang out. Fuck off. Whatever. Cool. <laughs> I like that he's pissed off. <laughs> Always. But also well, totally wants to go. Yeah, so he's like, he, he's excitedly angry that he's there. <laughs> excitedly <laughs> angry. The Perfect. Mr. Darcy story. And Perfect. He and Lizzie are going to, you know, spar a little bit more. And then I think Lizzie's going to pick up that he actually might have a little bit of interest. But she's like, why is he so angry happy? I don't understand it. Um, and then, um, Lydia's gonna be a dick at some point, I'm sure. You know, 
Janine. Very close. I'm not going to spoil things. And obviously there are things you didn't say. Like there, sure. are, there are plot points you have not identified. There's a lot going but, on um, too, yeah. Literally nothing you just said is wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like everything you said is correct. Yes to all of that. Goodness. Um, excitedly angry. Excitedly Is angry. really good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Okay. Uh, good luck with your practice test. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Bye. You're going to be the best. Bye. We'll, we'll be able to stay in our little Zoom. Yeah, right? I'm going to just hit leave meeting, not end all. So one of you should become the host. Okay. 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 Bye. 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 Which one of us is going to become? You are the host. Oh, oh the power. <laughs> Drunk with power. I've become the host. Um, uh, okay. So that's actually really funny, Julie. He was just, all of that was correct. Yes, I know. All of that was correct. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay. I, I'm so excited to watch it again. Like, even today, I was so thrilled. Yeah. So now we got the Bingleys at Bingley's place with Darcy, and Darcy is, like, into that mean girl shit. Yeah. He's having a conversation with Miss Bingley, and they're both trashing Oh yeah, the country people. And then I have a note that says, Unfortunate Relations is a great punk band name. Yeah. Unfortunate Relations. God, what a snob. Just the, I, I love of the many things that Jane Austen does well. I think my favorite is a terrible young woman. Like, mm -hmm. and, and she's got many varieties of terrible young woman. Like, I think my favorite terrible young woman is in Sense and Sensibility, but there are lots of them where you're just like, Mrs. Elton is another great one. I know that mm -hmm. lots of you dear listeners will have seen at least a version of Emma at some point, uh, if not the most recent one. Um, mm -hmm. and Mrs. Elton is just, she's fucking garbage. She's a terrible yes. person. My favorite one is a character in Sense and Sensibility, but Miss Bingley is, she's just awful, awful. She's been raised to be that. Yes, girl. because she, and like truly society is the real villain here, but mm -hmm. because she has been taught to prioritize all of the wrong things by yep. the entire world. But that doesn't mean that she's not also a dick. She's, she's a dick. Oh, she's so mean. She's like, it's like a, like a truly top God tier mean girl. I actually wrote God. The sisters are awful. Mm -hmm. I actually wrote that. And Mrs. Hurst is bad, but Miss Bingley is the is, fucking worst. Well, Miss Hurst m can mellow out because she fucking got hers, quote unquote, right? Yeah. Miss Bingley still has knives out because she's not settled. Yes. And she wants, she wants her brother marrying rich. She wants to marry rich. Make that money. Right. And she thinks, and maybe partially, I think we talked about this earlier, maybe this... Did Janine say this? That her being mean is her trying to make Darcy laugh? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, talked about that. So this. definitely I think that's part of it too. But she couldn't be as good at it if she wasn't already halfway there her damn self. Oh, yeah. she's She is just the worst. Well, and she obviously, some l part of her lizard brain recognizes that Mr. Darcy is making his excited, angry eyes. Yes, at, enchanted. Right. And she's <laughs> like, okay, I got to take this bitch okay. down. We got to go into oh overdrive, baby. No, here we go. Let's oh. Unfortunate relations. Unfortunate. Don't forget. Unfortunate. But the mother. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. Mrs. Bennett is dreadful. The worst, too. She's dreadful. She's dreadful. And now, all of a sudden, this was kind of an awkward transition for me. 
Yeah, Andrew maybe, Davies. Yeah, because maybe I missed a conversation or where somebody dropped that this was happening. But all of a sudden, it's the soldiers are in town. Oh, yeah. Well, right. They I mean, they're, yeah, they're always doing that. It's the regiment. But maybe Lydia was talking about it earlier with the bonnet or something, about the regiment being going to be in town. Like, maybe there was a hint drop, but it just felt very like, oh, God, okay. And then it's, uh, there was a really cute actor that played Sanderson, and, and Sanderson is a very minor character in the book, mm-hmm. but he has a little stutter, and Kitty was, like, hanging out with him, and I thought that was cute. Yeah. Poor well, whether old not, Sanderson. Whether or not Sanderson is an aider and a better of Wickham is another question. But. Well, I think most of the regiment is, is fooled by Wickham. For those of you who've <gasps> never yes. read or seen this, and I know there are some of you, you're like, Wickham who? Oh, get ready. Oh, don't worry. Ooh. Don't worry, girl. <laughs> Speaking of hot dicks. <laughs> Speaking of all-time classic rake. Yeah. Just, like, just such a... Such a scoundrel. The worst kind of... God, she really does write about terrible people. Oh, yeah. I love her. I love her. Because, you know, here's the thing. Elizabeth Bennet, amazing. Kind of an asshole. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. We like her because she's making fun of people we also like to make fun of, but but Mm -hmm. she and her dad sure do like to laugh about how stupid their family members are. (laughs) It's not nice. Yeah. I get why Kitty and Lydia are not all about that. Like, I would be pretty pissed, too. Mm-hmm. And then when you add in Jane, who is a, a saint, like an actual kind of like saint, a cipher, just like <laughs> here I'm here I am being uh, impossible to hate because I just don't have a cruel bone in my body and an angel face. God, they freaking Louis Louise May Alcott did that in Little Women too. There's always the perfect sister. Do you think that that's because the writing sister usually is the one that's the asshole, and they <laughs> and they're reflecting back on their perfect sister? Well, I I think with Louise and May Alcott at least, it's like Meg is the is the is the Jane, mm-hmm. except for that Meg is also kind like of a Lizzie, Lizzie right? Mm-hmm. And Beth is the Mary, except for Beth is the Jane. Yes. I'm like, I don't even like to mention Beth March and Mary mm-hmm. Bennett in the same sentence, but mm-hmm. truly the difference between Mary and Beth is I guess musical talent and a pulse. Yes. <laughs> like, like may, if, if Mary had just gone out without a mask, maybe she would have been a very nice person. <laughs> I don't know. No, she, no, that's not true. Um, please wear a mask. Yes, please. <laughs> so I was trying to remember the names of the characters because I recently reread this book, and it's there are just so many. But Colonel Forrester is the guy that's in charge of the regiment, and I know that his wife becomes very important later. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so Mrs. Forrester, I guess, is, or Lady Forrester. I don't know what you call a colonel's wife. I, I'm not into this Regency shit. And then... Um, what? Oh, <laughs> so they're hanging out talking to all the soldiers. And once again, it kind of looks like they're in a town hall or somebody's parlor or whatever. But there's a lot of people there. And then Elizabeth is talking to Charlotte Lucas, her friend and I think neighbor. And they're talking about Darcy a little bit or about something. And they're kind of mid-range and the shot is the full room. And he just straight up walks right in between them in the background and stands there and stares at them. <laughs> and that shit is hilarious. Yeah. Also, he's like perfectly creeping too, because you could you know she can tell he's there. Like you're just like, ugh, 
He's creeping on her. He's like kind of, it's weird, but hilarious. Yeah. He, he was just contemplating the effect a pair of fine eyes on the face of a lovely woman can bestow. Um, I cape for Charlotte Lucas. I love Charlotte Lucas. I think most practical and maybe nicest. She is, you know who she is? This is occurring to me right now, and we're skipping ahead. Uh, apologies, again, those of you who are not Austin nerds. She's an Eleanor Dashwood. Mm-hmm. Totally. She's the practical... Um, Emotionally sensitive, but like not gonna make a thing of it. Mm-hmm. Down to her, like she makes bad decisions, mm-hmm. bad choices. But I really like Charlotte Lucas. I always have. Um, Charlotte in marrying Mister Darcy is is, I think my favorite character to play. <laughs> Since I can't shoot the moon, that's your territory. Oh yeah, fucking just play Jane Austen and shoot the moon. Yep. Fucking millionaire. What is it, millionaire tycoon? That's what it is in life. Yeah. When at the end you go millionaire tycoon. Yeah. So old man, what's his name? Fucking this guy that's always trying to get the young people to dance with each other. He tries to get Darcy to dance with Lizzie, and Lizzie's like, nah, I don't think I will. <laughs> no, thanks. And you, you can see how much that really wounds him because he has taken a step out of his comfort zone and said he would dance. And she's like, no, you know, I don't know her. It's uh, some classic hot dude shit where he's like, wait, she, she doesn't want to, no one's ever done that before. Interesting. This feeling is new. Ooh, she doesn't like me. I must double down. Ugh. Well, thankfully, yay, I guess. In this cir- circumstance. Yes. Uh, don't try this at home. <laughs> Unless you own Pemberley, do not <laughs> You know what? If home. you own Pemberley, though, come right in. Just yeah. let me make you some tea. Yeah. So uh, then we cut back to the family, and it's all about Beth going over to, sorry, Jane. See, I call her Beth. Jane going over to uh, see Mr. Bingley. Mm-hmm. Like, get, get over to the property. She got invited by the sister. Go, 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 go. Oh, I should take the carriage. No, take the horse, because then you'll be in the rain. God damn it, Mom. That's like an abusive. It's, re- I mean, it's crafty. Terrible. And terrible. She's just, she's just the worst. And surprising no one, Jane fucking gets sick and has to hole up at Netherfield. By the way, let's talk about the name Netherfield because the only time I ever say the word nether is when I'm referring to <laughs> nethers. Yep. So that's what I think. Um, Jane gets stuck there. Lizzie finally can't has enough. And has Wait, to are you her. saying are you saying that the name of Netherfield is is like pubic hair? I guess if it's Netherfield, yes, pubic hair, maybe. But I'm just thinking of nethers just in general. Just nethers. So there's pubic hair there, but not for everyone. Yeah, but, it, but the field. Nether. Yeah, you're right. Nether field. field. <laughs> it's sure. not my best work. <laughs> I like that you went for it, though. we got to get back in it. We've got to warm up. We do. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so tired. And I pooped so much. Oh, I'm sorry you don't feel good. It's all right. Anyway, um, so yeah, so Jane is sick, and Lizzie is like, I want to, I want to go. I love sick people. Um, So she walks her two miles to Half Acre. That's what I did yesterday. Uh, And um, 
She gets real muddy because it was rainy. Right. Remember Jane riding in a fucking downpour. So Elizabeth is covered in mud. Her (laughs) petticoats are covered in mud and pee. As we've already, we know for sure pee. One of my favorite Jennifer Eel moments. And um, I hope we're pronouncing that right. In this episode is uh, when she sees the mud puddle and she's like, fuck it. And you see her make this face where she's like, I will. And just kind of like jumps in it. (laughs) It's great. And you hear, then she walks up to the house and you can imagine in post, they're taking out like squelch, 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 squelch. From the wet boots. I'm here to see my sister. Please take me to her. Squelch, squelch, squelch. It is kind of such a baller move though. She's just like, I know what y'all think. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. I don't care really what you is. think. I don't think, care what you think. You think. Okay. Look at my muddy fucking dress. This is how much respect I have for you. Now please take me to my fucking sister. Where's my sister? Yeah. Bye. <laughs> so she does uh, show a little moxie here, which I appreciate. Yeah. And I think Mr. Darcy does as well. Oh, yes. And he's he's real happy that she's in the house. Also, she's Angry, got excited. that, like, endorphins exercise glow. Like, she did one of the Peloton 45-minute fun walks. Yes. And arrives, like, dewy. Um, her pores look great. She's got like a like a little like a little sweat above her upper lip. Mm-hmm. Her cheeks are very pink. She's got that whole thing, that athlete glow. And yeah, uh, Mr. Darcy's never seen a woman who goes outside before, so he is just bowled <laughs> over. Bowled over by nature. Is this what everyone who milks cows looks like? <laughs> are, is this what all country girls are? Look all like? the peasants so fetching? <laughs> it's new to me. It's new. Um. And yeah, then because he uses the phrase brightened by exercise. Oh yeah, bright. They were they were brightened by brightened the exercise. By exercise. Um because Miss again, Miss Bingley rightly thinks, "Oh great. Th- I love this game. We'll, we'll we're going to play the big fun of Elizabeth Bennett game. I love this one." And then Let's he's do like, it. and he's like, "No, nope. actually, I'd hit that." Um <laughs> If I, if I may say. And she's like, ooh, so you're going to get married then. He's like, wow, you are insufferable. You see, you're just, man. Leave me alone. And if I'm saying that, it's really bad. This is really bad. So, um, so Jane is convalescing from her chill. Um, it's, that section just, just hits different now, Julie. Yeah. I gotta well, say. It's really weird now to consider people being bound in their homes. Mm-hmm. Right, obviously, that's the big one. But also just like a sickness that would lay you that low. And to remember whenever you read all these books, when it talks about somebody like this character getting a chill, they could, they could die. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's, it's, way more, it's way more immediate to me reading that now because of the COVID experience. Like I never, I, that always seemed so foreign to me. When I was young. Yeah, me too. Like, oh, somebody got a cold and died. Yeah. Oh, whatever. That doesn't happen anymore. Um, knock, knock, knock. Here's the future. Remember Pemberley? Never mind. Yeah. Let's uh, look at this. No thanks, future. Um, the other thing that gets me is I just, I, I mean, I am on, I, I know you can't see us listeners, but I am unironically holding a basket full of embroidery notions mm-hmm. um, because that is one of the things that I've been doing mm-hmm. to like relax. And I saw a reductress headline that was um, woman finds true peace at last in getting stoned and performing menial task. And the stock photo was like 
a very happy looking lady just gardening. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. so we've we've gone back around. This is this is my thing now. Uh, I also make myself get up and actually take a turn about the room about once an hour. Nice. I'm trying really hard to not sit for longer than an hour at a time since we're now just at home all the time. So I straight mm-hmm. up get up and pace back and forth in my apartment once an hour. And at one point I was like, oh God, okay, we're doing this. We're doing this. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's this. Is I thought about Regency. it one time when we were going this summer to somebody's birthday in the park and there were so many people in the park and it was like thinking about what it must have been like way back in the day in Chicago, like in any large park before there were was mass transportation or cars or anything. And just every Sunday people coming and fucking posting up mm-hmm. and it feeling exactly like that because there were so many people there. Yeah. And it's because I was reading Austin at the time, I tried to mention it to somebody else and they looked at me like I was crazy. But I was like, this is probably what these parks felt like. Then, yeah, so many people there because there was nothing fucking else to do on a nice day. Let's go stroll around the park and maybe have a picnic. Plus, Fuck. that way you save money on candles. Yes, yes, you do. Because you're outside. Speaking of candles, I did have a lighting question Ooh. earlier when uh, Lizzie and Jane were in Jane's bedroom and Jane took her hair down for the first time, and they were talking about marrying for love. There were only there were two small candles. It's not enough. It didn't make any sense. I'm just saying. But once again. This is not anybody's fault that made it. I'm just like, I mean, if you're going to show us the candles, though, maybe the candles aren't always in frame because they were there for a really long time. I think that's why they bothered me. Hmm. Whatever. I can get past it. I, uh, I, I think that that's just a suspension of disbelief thing. Yeah. Because they would have had the two candles. Although it just would have been way darker. Here's in this the room. to consider. That might have been 7 p.m. We don't fucking know. When did they You're go right. to bed? You're right, dude. There could have still been. The, the sun had not set yet. Yeah, we don't know fucking right. know what time it was. You know what? You're right. We've had luncheon, which is dinner, mm-hmm. and or supper, which is dinner, because dinner is luncheon. <laughs> and now a turn about the room. A, turn, a quick turn about the room. I'll read uh, two pages of a book. It's book two in the series. That doesn't matter. And then I shall retire s- to my chamber. I'll do some work. Handiwork. Yes. And then I will retire to my chamber. Oh, look, it's only 6.30 p.m. I'm oh, well. very accomplished. <laughs> work toward my accomplishments. Um, pray for 20 minutes. Uh, put my hair in tiny rags and go to bed. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jane has very pretty hair. Yes, she does. I forgot how pretty her hair is in that scene where... Well, the only other time we see it down is now when she's sick. She's got it all spread out on her pillow like fucking Botticelli's Venus. Yep, yep. And then Lizzie one-ups her by putting on her dress for dinner dress because she knew where she was going and she knew what to do. So she brought the dress that made her boobs look the best. The best. Dinner boobs. I wrote it down. Look sickening and make them eat it. Fucking dinner boobs. You are ready. Dinner boobs. I'm... Mm -hmm. they're, They're... which makes them supper boobs. Yes. <laughs> Whatever kind of boobs they are. Elevens is boobs. Elevens is. <laughs> uh, high tea boobs. Um, she comes downstairs. A very nice servant is like, oh, Mr. Bingley's in the drawing room. And she doesn't know where she is. So she's like, uh, and she opens Let's the door. Let's try this one. Guess who's playing pool and looking super hot all alone. I know when I Mr. play Darcy. pool by myself. I'm always surprised when a fetching young woman enters. And it's fucking electric. The minute they look at each other, it's like, <gasps> and Neil and I both are like, <gasps> <laughs> bow, bow, bow. 
It is on. And then we know that this really affected him because he's got to go take a bath. That's the next note oh, I yeah. have. It's him in that enormous Enormous tub with the giant basin of water straight to the head. Yeah. And also, why is he always wet? You know, the... The scene, the scene, which we will talk mm. about at Nancy Drew, you asshole. I'm sorry. It's okay. Nancy. Um, the, the, the scene, when we talk about the scene, mm-hmm. this understandably gets a lot of love, as it should. However, Darcy smolders out window in robe with wet hair, underrated. You know what? That is hot when he's watching her play with the dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which so she's out there being in nature, being a country girl, brightened by exercise. She is brightened by exercise and displaying a personality. Like, yeah. look, she's having fun with the dog. That's great. And he mm-hmm. just stands there like, her, her eyes are brightened by playing with the dog. <laughs> she, and, and she's not allergic. This is very interesting. Oh, look, I can see her petticoats and they are not muddy. Oh, what a change. Dinner boobs. <laughs> dinner boobs. <laughs> these are these are Eleven's boobs. <laughs> and then they go to have dinner and I don't remember a lot from the actual dinner scene, but then the after dinner scene that's when she reads him to Phil. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, we also get our um our Miss Bingley being like, I guess I'm going to make her walk around <laughs> because then Mr. Darcy will remember that she walks, which like how gauche. <laughs> um <laughs> So they're doing their walk. I really love that scene uh, mm-hmm. because it take is take a turn about the room. They take their turn, and uh, it's super hot because they somehow it's like Lizzie and Darcy do not realize that they are having a conversation that is excluding everyone else. But everyone mm-hmm. else is like, me, me, me too. I want to talk, and they just like make eyes at each other and like think about hate fucking. Yes. For sure. It's, a, it's real hate fuck energy. And what is the... It, it, the whole conversation is about how do you hurt somebody that... Like, what are your faults? Yes. And he admits his faults. And then it's like, how do you hurt somebody who's so hard or whatever? And she's like, oh, it's easy. You just laugh at it. And I'm like, burn. Yeah. And he felt it right away. He was like, you're right. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> That I think in terms of the like withering a piece of my soul died reads that we get the one that that I could not recover from is that is a fault indeed, but I cannot laugh at it. Oh. Ooh, yep. ruthless. That's right up yep. there with Miss Tyra. Is your barbecue canceled? Your grill <laughs> is fucked. Fuck. Like, <laughs> oof, yikes. That smarts and Miss Bingley is like bah, 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 piano. <laughs> yep, <laughs> she's got to get out oh, of there. My headphone cable came out. <laughs> Don't say anything funny. I can't hear you. She does straight up zoom. <laughs> she does straight up zoom right out of that conversation, though. She just is. Like, you're right. She's like, oh shit, awkward. I have got to go. Oops. <laughs> Yikes. Um, yeah. But it feels like she that character would have leaned in a little bit more. But maybe she was nervous about making Darcy mad. I mean, she doesn't want to make him mad, uh, but I think mm-hmm. she also realized it backfired because the whole idea was going to be like, look, right. look at this country bumpkin compared to, to me. me. Right. And what about all this? And then instead, they're both just like, you, I dislike. Yum. 
Yum. <laughs> I just like you. Yum. Or really, I guess that an accurate representation of that would be she's like, oh, I dislike you. And then he is like, oh, I like your dislike. This self-loathing is attractive to me. Let's do this. I know, I know I'm garbage deep down. I know I'm garbage, and so do you. It is on. It's true. There's something about the, the disdain that I think really does it for him. Um, and then, of course, the Bennets show up to, to oh, God. just embarrass poor Lizzie. Um, Boy, that scene was rough. It is cause... rough. It's so stressful. Because the mom is really going for it and has no idea what an idiot she's making out of herself. But also, in her defense, she realizes a little bit that she's being made fun of, and she just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? She's just like, fuck it. I don't, I don't, I don't got time for these haters. Well, I, she is comforted, I think, by the fact that everybody seems to collectively hate Mr. Darcy. So, like, they all think he... So, mm -hmm. she sort of feels like they're all in it together. Mm -hmm. um, but also, the misunderstanding... I mean, she she's dumb. She's real dumb. When he makes his point, like, oh, well, you know, country societies, there's less variety. Um, it, it, the argument is essentially, I mean, there are fewer people here than in London. Yes. <laughs> Which, um, and she's like, <laughs> we know 24 whole <laughs> families. Oh, my God. 24. <laughs> oh, it was so rough. Oh, God. Yeah, poor Elizabeth. Oh, she's In that just, moment, just like, you, um, you, you didn't get it, mom. mom. Oh. Uh, uh, how's Mary? <laughs> Please stop talking. Has she read any good books lately? <laughs> oh, Mary is truly the worst. Um. So then, you know, Jane gets well, and they make eyes at each other, and mm -hmm. Darcy and we know is like, enough. well, it's, it's good she's leaving, because I probably shouldn't like her as much as I do, because mm -hmm. of her low connections. Her lowly relations. Her unfortunate, unfortunate relations. Unfortunate relations. And her very empty coffers. Mm -hmm. uh, her coffers are the opposite of her elevenses. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, we, I think maybe we should just shorten it to elevenses, elevenses, like because it works for on several levels levels for me. Obviously, it works for the fucking Hobbit. Like I'm gonna have a second breakfast. Yes, I love that. But it also is because this amp goes all the way up to eleven because that's <laughs> how great they are. Yeah, I mean it is a world class rack. I mean, so, well, it also works because you could totally balance a teacup on those. Yes. Oh, yeah. Dinner boobs. Dinner boobs. <laughs> 11s's. 11s's. Like, I, I've been in a thing I've been enjoying, quote unquote, about this pandemic is that it's been really great for my 11s's. I love, <laughs> I love. Feeling full. I love a wireless bra and a cupcake. It's <laughs> like, it's great. You know what I mean? It's wonderful. Yes, I do. It's great. I had to actually put on a bra the other day and I was. Uh, once again, enraged by the patriarchy. <laughs> I see. I like, like I like a low fuss bra. I do not miss an underwire, but I like a mm -hmm. little extra. Like, no, this one was a little more structured because I was going somewhere. But like sports bra, fine, no problem. I put that shit on to work out, no big. But like, real, like, 
metal inside. No, like, no. No more wires. Never again. Never again. I think I'm done. Uh, you know what? Fuck you, patriarchy. Yeah, fuck Take that. Fuck this 43-year-old woman has decided to quit wearing underwire bras. <laughs> Newsflash. <laughs> Take that. We finally that. won. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. oh, my God. I quit taking notes like I always do because then I was too into the show well, and forgot to write anything down. I mean, like, it just ends with her going home, right? Yeah. And then being like, oh, thank God they're gone. Yeah. How, I will say this for Miss Bingley. It is always nice to have one's, ho- self to, one ho- one's house to oneself. But here's, here's something that has been pretty cool. In this shit show of a world with all the terrible things happening, our folks are so lovely. Like on the Slack channel yeah. and also on the Facebook page, we're getting more and more people are finding oh, the cool. show still. So like I'm still getting messages from people telling us how they we make them laugh so hard and they love it. So that has been such a fucking good feeling. Yeah. I've been getting so some I'm of those. I'm hoping that our long rambles about this will <laughs> Well hopefully <laughs> we not the lace. Not the lace, not the lace. Um I want to say, while we're on this subject, and we're obviously in, like, wrapping up territory now, but um, every couple of weeks I'll get a message from someone about the show through Twitter or through Instagram or whatever, Um, and I would say half the time you lovely people start those lovely messages with, I'm sorry to be a creep, and I want you to know two things. One, (laughs) don't be sorry. (laughs) Don't be sorry. And two, I was going to say you're not a creep, but that actually is... No, I'm going to say don't, don't be that. sorry. Please. It's, this is something I would absolutely do. If I was listening to a podcast and I was like, these are my people, I get, I get their vibe. I would absolutely be like, I'm sorry to be such a creep, but you're great. So, like, please, you're not a creep. Or you are, but I love it. Yeah. Whichever one makes you feel better. Either you're not a creep or you absolutely are and I love it. Both are possible. Yes. Uh, I'm having an issue, Julie. I've got, I've been burning a little can because also candle. I mean, my, the candle phase of my quarantine is just never going to end. That is a story I'm going to tell you real quick before we end. But I've got this one, which is butter popcorn. It mm, smells yum. amazing. But it's, I sat it next to me. So I keep reaching for it like it's a beer. Yeah, I didn't bring a drink this time, too. And I'm like, uh, that was a mistake. Yeah. All right. Well, we're but almost I'm, done. I'm making it. We, we made it. Oh, and you took your edible. I did. I took my edible. Yeah. You know, we did that. You know. That's going to kick in like 10 minutes from now. So anyway, fans, you're the best. You're the best. <laughs> you're great. Thank you so much for being amazing. Um, we are getting back as you can. The, the last episode was a while ago. Uh, this mm-hmm. one is not. This is now. Uh, and it's going to go up soon. And then I promise this time I really promise we're not going to just disappear. Someday when it's not now, I will tell you all <laughs> about what August and September were like in the shoemaker Tom person household. Um, mm-hmm. It was wild. <laughs> yeah, it's been weird. It's been real. Um, but I'm super glad to be doing this. Yes, and we're gonna have some guests. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Are, are we bringing the twins back for anything? Oh yeah. Each Caldwell sister has claimed an episode. In fact, uh, and they just had their birthday. Happy birthday, Caldwell. Happy birthday. Um, and. Keenan was gifted a caftan that looks like a fucking Regency nightgown. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was gorgeous. It's like, it looks like like she's going to Jane Bennett her hair all over that pillow. She definitely <laughs> caught cold on her way 
to her bedroom, right? Like the long walk from her living room to her bedroom. uh, Mrs. Bennett's plan, Mrs. Caldwell's plan worked perfectly. She got stuck in the Mm -hmm. rain and now she must stay with Mr. Bingley. That is what that nightgown looks like. Um, so there, we've got some other folks coming as well. Cool. Um, which I think will be really good. So watch this with us is the point. Watch it on Hulu. Uh, the next time we do one of these, I talked to Janine and things got kind of went sideways today. But the next time we do one of these, he wants the experience of watching it on camera. So oh, the live watch. Yeah. Okay. So we will do this over Crowdcast for our Patreon backers. Um, if you want to watch Janine. Uh, meet Mr. Collins, which you know you do. Oh my God, I can't wait. David Bamber, man. Dude, he's so good. He's so oh, good. Jamie Bamber or wait. David Bamber? We're fu- we're checking. David Bamber. Jamie Bamber is Battlestar Galactica. David Bamber is Pride and Prejudice. Um, he is so good. He's just... I can't believe we're already there. I See, I always forget that it's only six episodes because it feels so much more epic in my oh, mind. Yeah. Because it takes up so much fucking psychological space because I love rent it Rent so free! Really, <laughs> yeah, rent free. But it is... It, it's, it's Pemberley in there, okay? I mean, there's enough room. But It's uh, a sizable estate. <laughs> I can't wait for the first time we see Pemberley. I hope we're watching live at that point so that Eric can see it because based on his critique of how it's really reminding him of how fucking money fucks everything up <laughs> just seeing that impossible yeah. house and just being like Aaron and just be like Ugh! this is where I think I think that that he needs to read some Austin because she is yes. su- she her critique of of the economy is so good and like is the foibles of rich mm-hmm. people and oh yeah and of people who want to be rich and prioritize that above everything else uh, like she's it's pretty savage <laughs> I'm so glad that I read all of her books before we started this. That that was my early quarantine was reading all of Jane Austen because she's so I'm just happy that I've read all of her books. She's fucking good. She's really she's fucking good. So smart and an incredible writer. And every time I'd read I'd laugh out loud. I, Neil would be like, what? And I'd be like, well, she said this to him. <laughs> and then he did this. And he's like, I'll just have to read it. I'm like, you want to read some Jane Austen? I'm going to read some I would Wayne? love it if Neil read some Jane Austen. I can't. I, don't, I know we. T- I don't see it happening. I know we told this story when we did our the intro episode, which for us again was July, and which for you was five minutes ago. Um, time travel. Uh, but I just will never forget Neil pausing the second episode. Here, this is our good transition to our end material. The second mm-hmm. episode of Pride and Prejudice. Pausing to turn and look at us. This is the evils of the fucking patriarchy, and say had the audacity to say. Wait, is this supposed to be funny? Yes, motherfucker. This is one of the great comic writers of all time. This is one of the great satirists of all time. Yes, it's supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. The audacity. It's because she's a oh, lady. They loved it, oh, they loved they it. Oh, they loved it. Oh, I know. It. I'm so glad that their eyes were opened. Yes. Uh, and today he was standing there watching with me. He wouldn't sit down because he didn't want to commit, but he also didn't leave the room for like 30 minutes. He just stood there. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> that's right. That's right. So what I'm saying is, we're back, baby. We're back, baby. All right. Anyway, Patty, we should wrap up. Um, uh, we, as always, want to thank all of our listeners, um, as we already have in this episode. But once again, thank you so much. It just mm-hmm. it, this tickles us to no end. Um, and and even when we're not recording, we are thinking of you. Honestly, uh, we do a weekly friend Zoom. Um, Julie and Janine and I do with some of our other friends. 
Um, we do have other friends, I promise. And um, <laughs> every once in a while, it will just totally devolve into the three of us talking about the drunk cast for 10 minutes. And everybody else is like, I'm going to go get a snack. And they just leave. Yep. And we're just like, it's so good. It makes us so hammy for like 15 minutes. So yes. um, you have been a, a real highlight of a shitty year. So thank you for listening. You can find us Truth. on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlandercast. You can find us on Twitter at podlandercast. You can sort of find us on Instagram if you follow me. Um, at Allison Chu, I'm trying to post more. Um, and you can email us at podlanderdrunkcast at gmail.com. Although I'll be honest, I'm very bad about checking that email inbox. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon where you can support the show. Uh, if you want to patreon.com slash podlanderdrunkcast. Um, the tier levels include access to our amazing Slack, which we boast about all the time. Also, um, you can watch these crowdcasts that we're going to be doing. Uh, sometimes we do shows that way too, but often that's how we end up watching the things that we're going to watch. Um, and there are some other things, early access to the episodes, stuff like that. Janine's corner, our, uh, our spinoff series, mm-hmm. which I, ha- I have one of those to post. I'm really excited. <laughs> um, we're also, uh, soon going to be recording Janine's reaction to a movie he hasn't seen before that I won't spoil you on but that will be a Janine's Corner it will be an extra extra large edition of Janine's <gasps> Corner mm-hmm. um, so if that gives it away it definitely gives it away it's Magic Mike XXL if you want to hear <laughs> if you want to hear Janine's reaction to Magic Mike XXL patreon.com slash podlander drunkcast um, and we of the those drunkcast backers we want to thank all of them Um, for whatever reason, dear listeners, uh, I'm assuming Julie just cut all of the incredibly boring stuff that was just me trying to get this to work. Um, for some reason, uh, you'll never know it, it can't, it won't show me your full names. So I'm going to judge, you know what? I'm leaning into this. I'm just going to say as much of your name as I can see. And some of them I will know anyway, but a lot of them I will not. Why the fuck? Oh my God. And now it's like in a tutorial view. Fuck it. Okay. We want to thank all of our listeners, but especially Kelsey Kemp, Madison Johnson, Emily Day, Betsy English, Caitlin Reddick, Ashley Tegason. Um, fuck it. There we go. Uh, the other Janine, Kristen, Ooh. Shannon Duffy, Alicia Glenn, Chrissy Shively, Denise Perkins, Kayla Reagan, Rochelle Lefevre, Amanda Smazaz, Heather Robbins, uh, sweet sassy molassy. Ooh, what? that's great. Brittany Hulbert, Amy Gustafson, Rachel Townsend, Steph Peterson, Kelly Mazella, Maria Chantel Salters, Mary the Falling Statue, Philip Nako, <laughs> Tara Lucchino, Viv Pickles, aka Laura, Crystal Nanavati, Mary Lumpkin, Jenna Polkowski, Ann Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Katie Kirshner, Kara Marlowe, Trish McCreary, Dr. J, Jen Leonard Drunklin, Kelly Bodden, Amanda Newton, and Kiki the, the Wise, wise. Uh, as well as all of the rest of you. Thank you so much for your support of the show. We absolutely could not do it without you. Podcasting is not cheap. Um, so thank you for listening. We will be back next week. We swear to God with episode two of PP. <laughs> PP. <laughs> episode two of my PP. Of, I mean, you know what? I'm, in, I'm just embracing the juvenile humor of that. Fuck it. It's good. It's, too, it's just good. It's, and it's funny because it's urine and also penis. 
And like, <laughs> and we talked about both those things. Yes, we did. We did. We did talk about both those things. So it's all there in my PP. We hope that you are well and safe. Wear a mask. Um, vote. And uh, bye. Bye.